you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. My name is Randy Rubenstein and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast. At Mastermind Parenting, we're on a mission to support strong-willed kids and the families that love them. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein and Corey Rubenstein today, episode 150. I'm here with Corey Rubenstein, 15-year-old son, baby of the family, and... I asked him if he'd record a podcast with me because he actually had a, a, I don't know, you said you were going to start a podcast, but that never happened. Yeah. Why? I didn't have the right people working with me on it. Anyway, I've been driving Corey to school. His sister went off to college. So for the first time in several years, I've been driving him to and from school. We have a lot of conversations. Um some of which you get a little heated. In fact, you got annoyed with me the other day, which we're going to talk about, but not quite yet. Um, before we talk about that, this month, we have a theme every month. And our theme this month is balance, which is really about doing the things that make you feel good on the inside and having a balance around the things that don't make you feel good. And one of the things I focused on in the first episode was um, how COVID for a lot of us has been, has been sort of like for a lot of moms has been sort of a nice built in excuse like, oh, we have to say no to that invitation because we can't go because, mm-hmm. you know, our health. Um, and so it was interesting because last night <laughs> – Tell, tell you don't don't name names, but like. Okay, I had a friend who was like, I don't know, wanted I did not want to come over, because I don't know, I just wanted to be by myself, and uh, and she was like sort of trying to invite herself over, and I I just blamed it on COVID, and it's just an easy excuse, and it's just it's convenient. It's convenient. But what happens when? When everyone's vaccinated, because the kids aren't vaccinated yet. Um, most adults I know are vaccinated. But what you were like, well, I haven't been around her. I'll probably go back to the old excuse and just say my mom says you can't come. <laughs> <laughs> or just blame it on you somehow. I do. You used, you used to tell me this. I right? tell my kids to blame it on me. Um, that it's easy to blame it on me. It's fine. Um, and what's like... Why wouldn't you say, hmm, I think I'm just going to lay low tonight and hang in? Why would you not say that? Okay, actually, I did say that. And then she was like, 
Uh, she just kept trying to invite herself over. It was a little interesting. So if you so if you if it starts so you do say, mm, I you know basically this is about me. I just want to be home. I just want to be home for the night. You feel like you can advocate for yourself. Yeah, but like she I guess didn't understand that. She was maybe like she had no um, boundaries. <laughs> um, okay, so apparently this is going on for our kids too. And as we work on boundaries, as we start to model how we can say no and make it about us, like, no, I don't want to go out and have plans during the week because I like to be in my bed. Do I like to be in my – do Dad and I – is there anyone lamer than me and Dad? No. You guys do like the bed. We chill and read. Seems really boring. <laughs> or we watch shows. We watch shows. Okay. Yeah. I know. We play with dogs. It's it's exciting over here. Um, so, yeah. And you know what? I would say to you guys to teach your kids that they're allowed to – they're not responsible for other people's feelings. So as long as they're respectful, I just want to be home or I'm just going to hang with my family tonight or I have family dinner or I, I'm kind of tired. I just want to be at home. Um, and if they have – some if it's a if it's an awkward situation because peer pressure is a thing, um, give your kids the excuse of throwing you under the bus only every time. Like what do you like? I that's what I said. Like what am I trying to win cool mom of the year with the freaking teenagers? No, just blame it on me. Yeah. If you're if somebody wants to puts you in a risky situation or something's you not making you comfy, then you just blame it on me. Or we have a code word. Do we have a code word? Avery and I used to have like a code text where she would text me a word and then I would call her yeah. and be and act mean. Like you need to get home right now. You we know. Had a word one time, but I don't remember what it was. Maybe we need to do that again. Here's another little tidbit. Corey is our youngest, and we forgot to be parents when he started to become a teenager. Remember when we were fighting constantly about like every weekend. Like, what time are you going to stay out? What time? And it was like this negotiation every freaking weekend. And then we had to, and then we were like, oh my gosh, we forgot to like go over having a curfew and how many nights in a row you can have a sleepover. And we forgot to do all we that. We didn't have curfew then. And that way. We didn't. The, I remember exactly where you were. You were on the stairs. We were arguing about it. It was Friday. And then I realized like every single weekend, we're arguing about this, and it's because we hadn't had a productive conversation. So we made a time to sit down. You were the scribe. You had to t you wrote down the rules. Oh, yeah, the rules. Remember? Yeah. I, and but remember, I signed it G-O-R-Y, so I wasn't liable. Yeah, but I you, you copped to it right away. <laughs> I felt so tricky. I had to admit to it. Sneaky. Um, okay, so another story I wanted to tell. And this may not be one episode. I may chop this up into different episodes, just so you know. I'm not sure. We'll see. Um, I got to go get something from my, from my room for one second. So I want you to talk to the camera and tell the story about the little girl that came into the doctor's office the other day. Okay. We're waiting. In, I'll just set it up for a sec. We're waiting in the waiting room, and the little girl, little tiny, wiry hyper girl about the age of probably six or seven. Probably seven. 
um, comes in with her mom. Now you go. Um, so we're sitting there, and there's this little girl, and she's like acting all crazy, and she run, she walks in, she's doing this, and the mom is just immediately like just yelling at her all the time, just like, you need to stop, you need to like act normal, be normal, all this stuff, and the little girl's just like, that's not helping, and so she starts like licking chairs and stuff and acting all crazy, and then the mom's just yelling at her, and there's like me, my mom, and this other guy in there, and so it's completely out of hand, and Randy Rubenstein. No, wait, before you get there, before you get there, um, wait, did you say how the little girl was like spitting loogies on the ground? And licking the chair. Yeah, she was licking everything. She was spitting. The mom, I think, put antibacterial stuff on her hands, and the little girl was licking everything. She was obviously very kinesthetic, wanted to touch and lick and do all the things. <laughs> and um, and so she has the antibacterial on her hands, and then she licks her hands, and then she it tastes disgusting. It's like alcohol. So then she starts spitting everywhere. The mom doesn't have a Kleenex or anything. She's literally like spitting giant loogies on the floor. Um, oh, gross. and all, also was she she was coughing. Mm-hmm. She, was, she was coughing, and she didn't have a mask on. And the other guy in there was so clearly <laughs> uncomfortable, and he's just like shrugging away. <laughs> Goes to the corner. Oh, it was awful. And so she, um, yeah. So the you know the mom's not making eye contact with anyone because she's completely mortified. And so the little girl's um, coughing. And, you know, nowadays, if you're coughing in public without a mask, especially you're a little kid. It's like taboo. You're like a little COVID carrier. So everybody, it's like she, you know, she had the, what's it called? Like, she, like, like cooties, you know? Like, everyone's like, oh. So did you say how you, like, showed me your phone where you texted me? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. What did I text you? I don't know, but talk close into the mic so people can hear you. I think I texted, like, uh, I don't remember. I don't know. Like, like, like this mom, this mom needs, like, Randy Rubenstein parenting or something like that. I think that's what I said. Yeah, so he's like, this mom needs Randy Rubenstein parenting. Which, look, when we see a kid acting out of control, it's very normal for all of us to go to a place of judgment. You know, uh, and and this mom was clear. The little girl was clearly pretty out of control, and the mom was clearly doing it wrong. Did you say anything about what the mom was doing? Yeah, I just said she was like yelling her and saying like act normal or, or like be normal or something like that. I don't know. She be said normal. Some, what's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, what's wrong with you? She was like, she was like, what is wrong with you? Stop it! Stop! What's wrong with you? And. The little girl is obviously very used to being yelled at because she's completely ignoring the mom and blowing her off and giggling and spitting more and acting more crazy. Sorry, am I keeping you up? No. What? You're yawning. No, um, I just had to yawn. So, right? So, like, it's super easy place to judge this mom um, and judge the kid. So some people would go to a place of, you know, what a shitty little kid. And some people go to the place of what's wrong with that mom. And Corey shows me that, and it's clear. And so I just – so now you can go into the next part of the story. Were you expecting me to do what I did? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What happened next? You said you, like, 
interacted with the daughter <laughs> and, and said like i don't know like is is that fun or something like that i don't know you like interacted with her so then she was like distracted and she stopped like licking and like doing all these gross things <laughs> <laughs> and the mom was just kind of sitting there accepting it and they oh you talked about how she like dresses and stuff and the mom was like talking and then she was i don't know she was being good for like when you were talking to her and that's all i recall so the little girl so i'm noticing all this and the and my heart's actually kind of breaking for the little girl because i know exactly how this story turns out however many years later you know like this little girl well i'll share that because we talked about that in the parking lot um i look at the little girl and she's got an adorable sense of style she's got like this bobbed hair she's got like the this kind of funky bow headband on these little leggings this layer this shirt with this little layered shirt underneath and these cute little leopardy shoes and um and so all of a sudden i'm like this little girl has a really cute sense of style and i could tell the mom and her were not super connected so it didn't seem like the situation where the mom's like picking out cute outfits for the daughter i could tell the little girl probably had dressed herself and so i was like what is this whole look i was like i'm loving it <laughs> and now what i said and so i just started talking to her like she was a full-fledged little person and I was like how did you put all that together that's the cutest thing I've ever seen and she was and she kind of starts getting kind of like like looking away and kind of smiling and looking kind of coy and so then the mom starts saying oh it was an accident it do normally doesn't look this cute she just accidentally she didn't mean to make it look cute remember the mom was like <laughs> what it's really weird yeah the mom was like are like could not accept this compliment coming towards her daughter and the little daughter was just like looking like this and then you know I start I keep kind of talking about this whole sense of style loving this look whatever and um and it was honest because it really was cute because I was just looking for anything I could possibly connect with the little girl on and make the little girl maybe feel a little bit better about herself and um and then the mom looks at the little girl and she does what so many of us are guilty of she just said something nice to you. Say thank you. Mm -hmm. You remember that? She didn't say that. Say thank you. And I just interrupted and I was like, oh, she already said thank you. She said thank you with her eyes. <laughs> and then the little girl kind of went, you know, looked like this. And then the next thing you know, the mom gave her her phone. And once she gave her her phone, we didn't hear much else from her. That was it. That was it. So mm -hmm. what I would say is, is that... It's easy, you know, especially with our most challenging kids who are acting like this little girl was acting, spitting, <laughs> coughing, um, you know, up, you feel the other adults looking at you, judging you, um, and the mom, you know, the mom's not coming in prepared. I'm sure the mom lives her life. This is their interaction probably outside of the office. So the other, the mom's not coming in with her waiting room bag with little activities in it and remember the restaurant bag um no like, like little kids hate going to restaurants like we always had a restaurant bag you have little things that live in the restaurant bag you go kids are not used to waiting and so you come with stuff 
and you're prepared and they have their little activities and their things and and now you're setting them up for success so the mom didn't come in with anything like this and lo and behold she gives her the screen and the screen at least keeps the child quiet and keeps her from behaving in this way and so um, I think it's easy to get into that habit of doing the screen but what I was gonna say also is um, and I think that's where how it starts. You know, the screen addiction at such a young age, this is how it starts. It's the easiest go-to method. And, you know, I'm sure the mom was stressed out. But when we left and we were, you know, after our appointment and we were talking about them, we were going to the, to the car, I said, you know, the sad thing is, is that I know how a little girl like this turns out because in the first seven years of life, all the messages a child hears, that becomes the things they say to themselves. So all that, what's wrong with you? Stop. Um, and that just, you're so annoying. There's something the matter with you. You're disgusting. That's basically, even though the mom never said you're disgusting, she was acting like you're disgusting. So now this is going to be a little girl at 14 years old, 15 years old and onward who's saying to herself, well, I'm disgusting. What's wrong with me? This is how low self-worth is created. And this is, you know, that's why I think so many women and men, this is why so many people struggle with self-worth. But what I said was, the sad thing is, is that the mom's not thinking that she's doing that. In fact, the mom's probably sharing the same messages with her that she was raised with. And so this is how... This is how the cycle repeats. Low self-worth begets low self-worth begets low self-worth. And it's just, you know, it's just sad. It's just really sad. Um, so we were talking about that. And I'm going to cop to a, a mom mistake that I made. I've made some major mom mistakes around technology myself. Well, I may have had the restaurant bag and not have plugged you in, you know, like that mom did when you were little. Once you got old enough to get a cell phone, um, we were so hesitant. We, we give our kids cell phones in sixth grade when they go to middle school, and we were so hesitant with Corey because we know once they get the cell phone, they're gone. And um, Which I don't like that she says because I feel like I'm not around. But – we will keep going. We will keep going. So I constantly am noticing when he's what we call notializing. Define notializing. Boop, 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 boop. Just staring at your phone instead of socializing. Notializing. And so, if no face in a phone in your face knows. Yeah. <laughs> so like you're with other humans, but your, your attention is on a screen. And so it makes me crazy when I see this. However, the apple never falls far. There's many times, in fact, you called me out. I remember when you were in fourth grade and I was I had a call. I was like, I'm the mom who can work and pick my kid up from school. And I was picking you up from Trafton. Oh, yeah, that's because I don't like being on the phone when you pick me up. Yeah, because I had this call that was like a meeting that happened at from three to four o'clock every single Tuesday and so every Tuesday I would pick him up and I would have my 
my AirPod in and he'd get in the car and I'd be like, you know, because in my mind, I'm like, we have a rule of no phones. And like if the driver can't be on their phone, can't be texting, nobody else can be on their phone. So that's our rule. But on Tuesday afternoons, I would break that rule. And I justified it because I was like, I'm picking him up all these other days. It's fine. But just that one day would send Corey the message that he wasn't important. And he's a little kid and he's, you know, just had a full day of school. He gets in the car. He wants to know that the other person in the car is ready to maybe have a conversation with him or at least in the car with him and present. And, um, and so you said, hey, can you have somebody else pick me up on, on, on the days that you have calls? Because I really don't like it. Basically, he asked for our babysitter because he knew that if our babysitter picked him up, she wouldn't be on her phone. And so, so, you know, so now when I'm like, stop notializing, stop notializing, hello, pot, meat, kettle. Like I, you ever heard that term? The pot calling yeah. the kettle black. Um, so when I see my kids on their screens, it reminds me of my own, all the moments that I haven't been present. And so it's almost like it's a mirror making me face my own hypocrisy my own um, struggle with being present, my own choosing screens, you know, choosing to notialize over the people that I'm with. You know, it's been a form of distraction for me, as well as overworking has, as well as different things over the years. So when I see my kids doing something that I know I'm guilty of doing, it's almost like I want to tell them how to do it differently because I want to... I don't want to believe that I've passed that down. And it makes me feel guilty. It makes me feel ashamed. It makes me feel like I haven't been as present and as engaged as I want to be. So mm -hmm. this is the definition of insanity because I keep doing, I know I'm doing this. <laughs> I know I'm doing this and yet I keep doing it. So I put rules on him and then, um, I still am guilty many times of choosing technology over. Do you feel like I do? Um, not, not really. You don't? No. Really? You used to a little, not anymore. So now at the, so look, I used to a little. So what was modeled for him before he had a phone was many times of me choosing technology over being with him. Now he has technology and he's doing what was modeled for him when his brain was being shaped. But now all of a sudden, because I'm faced with it, because he's holding up a mirror saying, here were many years, mom, where you weren't quite as present as you thought you were. And now I'm doing it. And now I'm trying to correct him, even though it took me many years to correct my own behavior. Wouldn't you say that's true? Yes. And so the other morning, we were in the car. And so a lot of times I think about this stuff at night or I'll write about it in the morning and, um, like, things that I feel guilty about. Like, I want to have more balance around choosing people over technology. And I've worked really hard on that. And so I'll think about all these things. And then in the car on the ride to school, my, I want to tell him all the things or I'll have an agenda of something that I want to teach him. 
And what did you say to me the other morning? Mm, it's too early for this. <laughs> I said, I just woke up and I got really mad. I got really mad. Yeah. He got mad. He. I was mad. <laughs> I mean... But what it, you were, I mean, you got mad and you were like, can we please just n not have a serious conversation? Like, can we just like, he was basically saying, can we just be? And he was, you know, we have a rule of no phone, you can't be on your phone in the car. So it's not like he was saying, I'm going to be down on my screen instead. It, he just was basically like. We can have normal conversations. We don't have to talk about things that make me uninterested and unhappy. Right. Like he was basically saying, like, stop the mom agenda and all the shit you want to teach me. Like, I just want to ride to school and have a minute to wake up. And can we just, like, be? And I ha sometimes have a hard time just being, which is super hypocritical that I'm always on him going, get off your screen, get off your screen. You know, people before technology, but yet he's over here saying, can we just be, does it always have to be a serious talk? So, um, yeah, so I think that that is definitely something needs to shift and change. I think I'm going to stop doing that. And then what we do, I listened to you and we turned on some talk radio. Yeah, and then we had a good, funny talk, or we listened to that. Uh, Sandra that, Bernhardt. Yeah, she was funny. Yeah, and that, and that was me also sitting there going, okay, we can't talk about anything serious, and I don't feel like just listening to music. So I put it on Radio Andy and listened to something that I wanted to listen to. Radio Andy is great. I would suggest it. <laughs> Radio Andy is awesome. Very fun. Um, and so we were listening to Sandra Bernhardt. Okay, so all that being said, I thought of that topic of I think this is on – a lot of moms radars of the balance around technology especially with summer coming the last thing we want to see is our kids sitting on the couch rotting in front of screens all summer long and so i think it's easy you want to hear the plan i just made what i, I it's in my head since this morning okay i'm not saying no to any plans this summer you're coming from a place of yes like if I get invited to somewhere, like like if I if I'm too lazy to go somewhere, I'm just gonna go and not be lazy. Hmm. Isn't that a good plan? That's choosing people before technology. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, and you know what? I'm. I think I need to make a commitment that, um we're going to come up with our plan together in terms of the screens and such at together and i'm not gonna nudge and nag about it i'm not gonna nudge and nag about it if i have to follow through on something i'll follow through on something like if we have a deal where we have some screen free hours can we have some screen free hours just like to keep us on track mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. okay so it made me, so of course, when after, it was after that morning, sometimes I, after, after when I get home from driving you to school, I'll read a little chapter in one of my favorite books, Untamed, and it just so happened to be the exact topic I needed. Magical. 
The universe is magical. Um, okay. Hold on. Um, I would like Corey to read this chapter. The whole chapter? It's wait, look how short the chapter is. One No, I I can't look, read all this. Look. It's like it's like three and a half pages, four pages. Okay, read what you want and then I'll read the rest. When Chase was little, we'd find him at our kitchen table drawing maps of the world and making lists of every country on earth and its capital. He'd pass entire afternoons writing his own song lyrics, and we'd collect little poems he left all over the house. Okay. Just read a little bit more. Okay, I'll read a chapter. When he turned 13, we bought him a cell phone because he desperately wanted one, and we wanted to make him happy. Slowly, we watched him fade away. He stopped drawing maps and reading and writing, and we stopped finding poems around the house. When he was with us, I could sense his need to be there instead. So even when he wasn't on his phone, he was gone. He was just hovering among us. His eyes changed. Among us. Sorry. His eyes changed. They became a little duller and heavier. They'd been the brightest eyes I'd ever seen, and then one day they just weren't. In his phone, Chase had found a place easier to exist in, easier to exist in than inside his own skin. That was tragic because inside the itchiness of our own skin is where we discover who we are. When we're bored, we ask ourselves, what do I want to do with myself? We're guided towards certain things, a pen and paper, a guitar, the forest in the backyard, a soccer ball, a spatula. The moment after we don't know what to do with ourselves is the moment we find ourselves. Right after itchy boredom is self-discovery, but we have to hang in there long enough without bailing. There's so much about phones and children that parents worry about. We worry that we're raising children with commodified views of sex, lack of real connection, filtered concepts of what it means to be human. But I find myself worrying most that when we hand our children phones, we steal their boredom from them. That's exactly, don't, That's isn't that? so true. I know. It's so, it's so, I love her. As a result, we're raising a generation of writers who will never start writing, artists who will never start doodling, chefs who will never make a mess of the kitchen, athletes who will never kick a ball against a wall, and musicians who will never pick up their aunt's guitar and start strumming. Let me read it one more. Hmm? I was once talking on a Silicon, to a Silicon Valley executive who had played an integral integral role in the creation and proliferation of cell phones. I asked how old her kids had been when she'd bought them phones. She laughed and said, oh, my kids don't have phones. Ah, I said, don't get your kids high on your own supply. Those who, had, those who made the phones are creative people. They want their children to be, become people who create, not just consume. They don't want their children searching for themselves out there. They want them discovering themselves in here. They know that phones were designed to keep us addicted to ex exterior life, and that if we ever dive inward, we never um, become who we were meant to be. Abby and Craig and I talked about Chase's slow fade incessantly, but we didn't do anything about it. I knew in my gut that Chase was becoming addicted to his phone and that this was interrupting his growth and peace, but I was afraid that if I took the phone, he'd be left behind and left out. He'd be so different from the others. It, right? Yes. It took me two more years to remember that fear of being different is a terrible reason for a parent to avoid doing what her child needs her to do. When Chase was a freshman in high school, I asked him to take a walk with me. I know, same age as you. I turned to my bright, beautiful boy and said, I make, lo I make a lot of mistakes parenting you, but I only know they're mistakes in retrospect. 
I've never made a decision for you that I know in real time is wrong for you until now. I sort of feel that way about the phone too. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm not doing right by you, letting you keep that phone in your life. I know that if I took it away, you'd be more content. You'd be more content again. You'd be present. You might have less contact with all your peers, but you'd have more real connection with your friends. You'd probably start reading again, and you'd live inside that beautiful brain and heart of yours instead of the cyber world. We'd waste less of our precious time together. I know this. I know what I need to do for you, and I'm not doing it. I think it's because all of your friends have phones, and I don't want you to have to be different. The but everybody's doing it reason. But then I think about how it's not all that unusual for everybody to be doing something that we later find out is addictive and deadly, like smoking. Everybody was doing that a couple decades ago. Chase was quiet for a while. We kept walking. Then he said, I read this thing that said that kids are getting more depressed and stressed than ever ever before because of phones. It also said we can't talk to each other as well. I noticed those things about myself sometimes lately. I also read that Ed Sheeran gave up his phone. Ed Sheeran. Oh, what a guy. Did he give up his, his phone? I don't know, but he is scary looking. <laughs> Have you seen him? Yeah. Oh, my God. He's talented. Yeah, he's good. Why do you imagine he did that? He said he wants to create things inside instead of looking at things other people create, and he wants to see the world through his own eyes instead of through a screen. I think I'd probably be happier without my phone. Sometimes I feel like I have to check it, like it controls me. It's like a job I don't want I don't want or get paid for or anything. It feels stressful sometimes. Okay, I said. Chase and Tish both decided to quit social media and use their phones only for texting. We're going to wait until high school to get Emma a phone. We do, we do not want to give her a job while she's so young. We want to give her the gift of boredom so she can discover who she is before she learns what the world wants her to be. We've decided that our job as her parents is not to keep her happy. Our job is to keep, keep her, her human. Mm, is that a good line? Probably. This is, why don't you see it? This is not a story about phones. This is a story about knowing. Brave Parenting is listening to the knowing, ours and our children's. It's doing what's true and beautiful for our child, no matter how con- countercultural it seems. It's about how when we know what our children need, we don't pretend not to know. Oh, I love the dramatic. <laughs> that was deep. <laughs> that was deep. Glennon. She's a G. Jabois. Yeah. Jabois. Isn't what is a G? A god? No, Jabois. Right? Oh, she's a Jabal. She's a Jabal. No, just Jabal. But what do you? What does it mean when you say she's a G? Uh. Well, I mean, it means God, like she's a God, but like I say it more like like legend. Mm. Why don't you say she's an L? Because that's just not right. She's an OG. That's original gangster. <laughs> I just say letters. She's a G. NGL. She's a G. <laughs> NGL. Not gonna lie, that's my TB- favorite. TBH. TBH. Um, okay, I think that wraps it up. Tech balance. Being human. People before technology. Being a human is our greatest gift in this world, and you need to embrace it. Not being a hypocrite. Um, learning how to be, right? Yes, it's just like the great religion Taoism. You must know how to be to be able to be. 
Mm, very interesting. Don't know what that means, but it sounds great. <laughs> it does sound great. Um, okay, so for those of you, we call them the core. We call them the core. Oops. Look, did you see the pictures we put up behind? Here, look at this. Look at this with the core. Hold on, let me look. That one. You mean that one? Yeah. The little one. He used to. Oh. Why is there a line in the middle of the Avery one? Where is it? Oh. Oh my gosh, I think we just. The glass broke. Damn it. Gosh darn it. Damn it. Whoa. Um, it's okay. Jeez. It's all right. Um, okay. Thanks for listening. And that's what we got for you. That is it, Stokers of Stoke Nation. He loves he <laughs> tell him about your favorite podcast. Um, it's a good one. It's called Going Deep with Chad and JT by John Tomas and Chad. And yeah, yeah it's it's very intellectual. Primo. They are what are they, human rights activists? Uh, they're actually Stoke activists. So they like to raise Stoke in the niche. <laughs> That's literally what they say. They're li- and how long are their episodes? Uh, an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. And his older brother turned him on to it. I've watched about like 30 episodes. Yeah. Or listen. Do you watch or listen? Or listen, yeah. Yeah. They're obsessed with it. They said they, they don't like short podcasts because they like the long format because it's just a, like a window into what? Into the real conversations? Well, yeah, they talk about some very deep things, but also they keep it funny. They keep it real. It's fun. It's fun. It's, it's fun to learn when you're laughing too. That's the trick. That's the trick. Um, still learning still learning how to do that in our morning car rides yeah we're gonna bring it down that's what i'm committed to we're gonna bring it down a notch on the morning car rides um okay bye guys have a great week thanks for listening today guys i hope you picked up some tips tools maybe some baby steps for creating more balance and boundaries in your life And I just wanted to let you know, if you want to continue moving the needle forward in creating this for yourself, having a happier household, I want you to go to my website and check out mastermindparenting.com. We have three beginning programs. And if you need some accountability and more support, then please look for the one that would be a good fit for you. Um, And as always, we're on all the social channels under Mastermind Parenting. On Instagram, it's mastermind underscore parenting. Um, And, you know, periodically I do pop up on different Instagram lives, Facebook lives, where I give you teaching and coaching. And I love engaging with you live to help you help your strong-willed kids so that they can feel better. Because when they feel better, they do better. And... um, I love, love, love getting to know you guys. So thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Super, super appreciative.